Another time, amen. Is anybody excited to be here this morning? Amen. To my pastor, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to stand and say a word pertaining to the Lord. It's something that no matter how much we've studied that we can't do. But yet we are asked to do it. So it is something that we have to depend on the Lord to do it. Because when I read the word, he has been preaching since man messed up. And he hasn't stopped yet. So I pray this morning that, that he won't stop now. Because I can't do it. I need him to do it. To my family, thank you for your love and support. My children, my wife, my good thing. I love you. It's, it's, God is amazing. God knows who will, God knows what you need. He knows who will be able to stand and encourage you. He knows. So I, 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 I thank him for the good thing that he has given me. Thank you. There, um, there has been a burden on my heart. And as I listen to conversation, as I talk to people, as I interact with people, there has been, a, there's a burden that is on my heart. And, but, but the spirit keeps on pointing me back. And 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 I and, and in a minute I'll you know you'll probably you'll begin to understand what is it I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's look at Matthew chapter sixteen. Yes, sir. Matthew chapter sixteen. And I'll be reading from verse thirteen to verse twenty-three. Matthew chapter sixteen. And they read thus in our hearing. 
So when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, yes, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He says unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou hast bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. From that time, from that time forth began Jesus to shew unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou savoreth not the things that be of God. But, the, but those that be of men. You may be seated. From this passage of scripture, I would like to speak to you this morning on the subject, authority through the blood. Authority through the blood. For one born in a democratic country, as Jamaica, like myself, coming to the United States, there are certain criteria that has to be in place. There is a certain documentation that I have to have in order to enter the United States. And if I do not have the particular documentation, then I am barred by security from entering. Even if I go to the airport and want to board a plane, 
there is a, there is a checkpoint that I'm not able to get beyond without the proper documentation. We, we see it all the time, even at our jobs. You know, where I work at, in order to get in, I have to have a badge that I, have, that I scan for the door to be open. That is my documentation. When we go to the, the football game, you go to the Bengals game, you can't just walk in. You have to, you have, to have it. Your documentation, else they won't let you in. So my question now is, if man have all these criterias about entering into their domain, how about God? God also has a criteria about entering his kingdom. He said you have to have your proper documentation. We see it in John chapter 3 in his conversation with Nicodemus. He said you must be born again. It, it, there is no if about it. There is no might be. He said you must be born again. But, but, but Nicodemus asked the question, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus said, I'm not talking about the physical birth. I'm talking about a spiritual birth. You must be born again spiritually. But how does one become born again? When I look in Romans 10, verse 9, I hear Paul explain it. He said, you must confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus, that he died for our sins, that God raised him from the dead. And he said, you shall be saved. But, but, but I'm still left with this question, but how, what does that look like? So when I look over into Matthew chapter, seven, chapter 16, I see in Matthew that within salvation, there is a process. When I look at verse, let's look at verse 17. Verse 17. In verse 17, what we see here is Jesus speaking of a revelation. He said, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. So the salvation process begins with a revelation. You see, what a, a revelation is, the, the, the taking off of the cover. It, it, it is a, a, an a unveiling. It, it, it is letting something be, 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 be seen that was, that was hidden. It is, it is something that you could not have seen because it's something that is not seen with the natural eye. So the first thing you need is a revelation. You see, revelation in, in, in Greek 
is apocalypsis. It means the unveiling. It's almost like you have, I'm hiding something from you. Because you don't know what it is because I didn't let you see it. And as long as I'm keeping it hidden, you won't know. You can't see it. You see, because of the state of man, man can't really see God for who God is until God reveals to man who he really is. And so, the, so God has to reveal to us who he really is. The second step is a confession. You can't confess what you don't know. If you don't know it, you can't confess it. Because this confession, it doesn't go by what somebody else, has say, somebody else say. It doesn't go by what the preacher say. It doesn't go by what the teacher say. It's according to the revelation. And until you have the revelation that he is who he said he is, until you have the revelation that he is the son of God, all we have is speculations. Who do men say that I am? Some say you are Elias. Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Jeremiah. What are those? A bunch of speculations. And until we have a revelation, all we will continue to do is speculate about who he is. So in verse 16, let's go back a little bit. Verse 16. In verse 16, we, we, we see, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art... The Christ, the son of the living God. In spite of what everybody else is saying about you, you are the Christ. And how did I come to that conclusion? Because the father revealed it to me that you are the Christ. So because I have this revelation that you are the Christ, now I can confess that you are the Christ. You see, confession in Greek is homologio. And what it is that you just agree with, with what was revealed. You agree with it. You believe it. And because you believe it, then you speak it that, yeah, this is it. This is what it is. And that's what Peter is doing in this verse. He said, yes, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. But first, you have to see. You have to see it. It's not just hearing that this is what you do. You confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. It's more than that. You confess the revelation. And if you don't have the revelation, 
You can't confess. It's more than just what the preacher say. It is personal. The next step. Let's go back to verse 17. The next step is the blessing. He said, bless are thou, Simon Bar-Jonah. So after the revelation, there's a confession, and then there's a blessing. Bless in Greek is macarius. It, it, it speaks of a state of being. So you, you, there's a revelation, there's a confession, and you become blessed. Your state of being now change. You, rem, you, you move from one state to the next. You move from a sinner to a saint. You move from a sinner to a believer. You move from a sinner to righteous. You move from a sinner to a royal priesthood. But there has to be the revelation, the confession, in order to inherit the blessing. So this, this, this blessing means that you are, you are favored. The, the, the favor of God is on you. It means that you are, you are, you are fortunate to, to be a part of the kingdom. You see, bless is a divine pronouncement that can only come from God. But I noticed that Jesus did not leave it there. After the revelation, after the confession, and after the blessing, he did not leave it there. He, he, he began to tell him who he was. He said, you are Peter. Notice it was Simon. And he said, you are Peter. It's, it, it, now it's a, it's, it's a change. Because there has been now a change in his state. So now there is a, a change in his name. So Peter in Greek is a rock. But, but there's, this rock is often confused with the rock on which Jesus would build his church. Because many have the, 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 the thought that Jesus is building his church on Peter. But that's not it. Jesus building his church on a man? Not at all. Jesus building his church on sinful men? 
You see, there is two, there's two different types of rock in this verse. You see, the rock, Peter, and the rock of Jesus, they're two different rocks. You see, one is Petra, and one is Petrus. The, 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 the rock, one is Petra, one is Petrus. One is a small rock. We notice in, 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 in um, first Peter, the verse, first Peter chapter 2 verse 5, the, the, the disciples was referred to as living stones. But Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You see, we can allow the gate of hell to prevail against us. But it can't prevail against him. So the rock that he will build his church on is the truth about who he is. That he is the Christ. The son of the living God. So Petra is that large rock. That protecting rock. That, that rock of ages. You know how we sing the song, Rock of Ages? Let me hide. You can't hide yourself in Peter. But you can hide in Jesus. It is that rock that the builders rejected. That rock that became the, the, the chief cornerstone. It is that rock that Jesus is, is speaking about. No other foundation can any man lay than that which was laid. And that foundation is Jesus. So it's on Jesus, on himself, on the truth, on that revelation of the truth that Peter had, that is what he builds his church on. That is what every believer, if you are a believer, that is what you're building on. That rock, the rock that doesn't fail, the rock that would always stand, the rock that will never move, the rock is Jesus. Salvation activates your kingdom work and worship permit. Your salvation activates your kingdom work and your worship permit. Without salvation, all your work is in vain. Without salvation, all your works is in vain. Without salvation, there is no true worship. 
said, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So if you don't have salvation, if you don't have the spirit, it doesn't matter how much you jump and shout and sing and clap. And it's not worship. It's not the type of worship that God is looking for. Because he said you must worship him in spirit and in truth. And if you don't have it, you can't give it. If you don't have salvation, you can't worship God the way God wants to be worshipped. There is a, he has a criteria. It must be done in the spirit. So, so, so I see him say in verse, chapter, verse 19. Verse 19. He said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. This speaks of authority. Authority in the Greek is exousia. And it means the right to the freedom to command. It means the right to the freedom to exercise power. This is a right, a freedom of born-again believers. This right and freedom belongs to the church. He said, the gate of hell shall not prevail. We have this power. He said, whatever you bind in earth will be bound in heaven. And he said, whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. But this, this doesn't go as it seems. The way it is written it's not the way that it actually goes. I, I, I talked early about me born, growing up in Jamaica, and come to the U.S. Can you imagine if after coming here, I still want to drive on the left-hand side <laughs> of the road? What, what, what will happen? It would, it would be chaos. It, it's funny because there was, there was a few times that I actually did for a split second. And I had to like, whoa, whoa, I'm on the wrong side. I remember even going to Jamaica. And, 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 and pull out on the, on the right-hand side of the road. And I like, whoa. So how much chaos that would cause from me trying to do things the same way? He said, I'll, he said whatever you loose 
on earth will be loose in heaven. But it is the other way around. It is whatever heaven has declared loose. You have the power, the authority to declare it loose on earth. Whatever heaven has declared bound, you have the power, the authority to bound it on earth. Notice when Jesus taught his disciples to pray. He said, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not our will. Not the way we want it done. Not the way we think it should be done. But the way that heaven has ordained for it to be done. The way that heaven has declared for it to be done. That is the way it got to be done. If it's not done that way, then we are just doing things our way. But Jesus also, when Jesus used the phrase, he said, I will. He said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. But then he said, you see, I will tell me that is a promise. I will tell me that it is guaranteed. That there is no if nor but about it. He said, I will. So, so the question is, but what if Jesus had failed? No? He couldn't have? Why not? All power? But he still had to. I, but I hear him say, Lord, I don't want to do this. He Couldn't he have refused not to? Could he have failed? Could Jesus have failed? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 53. You see, before, let me, let, me, let me tell you, Jesus could have never failed. Never, ever, 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 ever failed. It was already done. Isaiah 53. Surely, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Next verse. 
But let, let, let me pause for a bit before I get into the, 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 this next verse. Here is Isaiah prophesying years before Jesus. But in his prophecy, Isaiah is having a history class. He is talking about things that is yet to be manifested. But still, he's dealing with history. He said he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. He was already done. But with the natural mind, that doesn't make sense at all. So we need the spirit to make clear, to make plain the things of God. Because who can understand the mind of God? We can only know what God has revealed to us about himself. It says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. He was. So you will have this authority. But you can only, you will only have this authority if you are a part of the kingdom. So when I look at the church, the question is, do we have the authority? Are we really the church? To begin with, are we really the church? Number one, have we really had a revelation? Or are we just saying what we think need to be said in order to be a part of what something? To be a part of what is considered the church. Do we say something to be counted in the membership? Or did you really have a revelation? Because when you have a revelation, it makes the difference. When you have a revelation, you can't help yourself but to confess. When you have a revelation, you can't help the change to take place in your life. You see, when I look at Isaiah, 
He said, on the year, in the year, King Hosiah died. He said, I saw the Lord. I saw him high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. And not only that, but I saw myself. I recognized how messed up I am. I recognize how much I need to be washed. I recognize how much I need to be changed. So I said, woe is me, as I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. But it takes a revelation. It takes a revelation, church. And if you don't have it, ask God for it. He will give you a revelation. It is too important not to get a revelation. Salvation is important, church. It's more than just, it's not about the membership. It's not about I'm a member of New Mission. It's not about I fall under this Christian umbrella. It's about a personal relationship. It's not about looking the part. It's about being the part. And if you are the part, there is a character change. There is a way that you are to live. If you are a child of God, there are expectations on the table. If you are a child of God, you must, you must, you must be born again. Everybody want to go to heaven. Everybody want to go. But you have to be born again. If you ain't born again, you can't go. If you're not born again, you will miss out. You must. You must be born again. But I see when we talk of Authority. I see Jesus giving us an example. When he said, get behind me, Satan. You see, we, as those who are born again, those who are the church, we have the authority to rebuke to bound, to lose, because we have been through the blood and the power of the blood has washed us and we have the spirit of God living within us. So when we go, when we get sick, when we don't feel well, and we go to the doctor. The doctor probe with questions. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. 
he might squeeze a little squeeze here and there. Does this hurt? Does, does that hurt? He, he might do some blood work. What, what, what is he doing? He is trying to find the cause to the effect. He's trying to find out what is the root of this problem that you're having. You see, Jesus showed us an example of how to exercise this authority that we have. You see, we're going to deal with people every day. But, and, and there are things, there are situations, there are things that's going to happen. But we have the power to see beyond people and recognize the spirit that is influencing people. And when we see what is the root cause of the problem, now we can address it in the appropriate manner. The, the, the scripture said in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, but against principalities and powers. And what? The rulers of darkness. In high, so why we spend so much time fighting flesh and blood? Why do we spend so much time fighting the wrong fight? The more time you spend fighting the wrong fight, it's time wasted. The more time we spend fighting with each other, it's time that could have been dedicated to worship, yes, sir. to praise, yes, sir. to studying. Yes, sir. And, and that kind of fight don't get, don't get you nowhere. Amen. So we ought to be able to recognize. We should use the example of Jesus. Because his fight was not with Peter. It was... A, with that spirit that was influencing Peter. This, the, 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 the spirit can use anybody. He don't care who it is. If you allow him to use you, oh, he'll use you. If you make yourself available, Somebody say, how can he, how does he use a believer? Doesn't they have the spirit of God? My question is, how is that possible? Didn't Peter just confess? Didn't Peter's state just change? And in the next minute, there comes a rebuke about him being used by the spirit. 
we have a choice. You can allow yourself to be used. You can allow yourself to be... You can allow yourself to be used by the enemy. But it's a choice. If you don't want to, he can't. If you don't want him to, he can't. You can do like Jesus and rebuke him and say, oh, oh no, not today. I'm not going to allow you to use me. Not today. Not tomorrow. You're not going to use me. You're going to have to find somebody else. And when you find somebody else, there's a spirit of God that is within me that can help me to identify you anywhere. That I can recognize that, no, hold on, this is not of God. This is not what God desires. This is not what God wants for me. So I'm refusing to do that because that is not of God. So if you are saved, if indeed you have went through the process, there is spiritual insight that is available. 1 Corinthians 2.15 says, But he who is spiritual judges all things. It's time to start judging everything. It's time to start judging everything. Start discerning everything before you jump in it. It's time to recognize what it is, what it is about. When we judge it, we judge it to find out if God is in it. And if God is not seen in it, we cast it down. Second yes, 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 Corinthians 10.5, we say, casting down arguments mm -hmm. in every high thing yes, that exalts itself against the, the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. There is authority, church. There is power, church, but you must be born again. You must go through the blood to have this authority. But perhaps you realize today that you are not the church. Perhaps you realize that you are not born again. Perhaps you were confusing being born again with church membership. This is a, another chance, another opportunity to seek God, to ask him, Lord, give me a revelation. 
let me see you for who you really let me see what I mean to you. Let me see that you love me like that. That you so much that you gave your only son to die just for me. Let me see how much you really, really care. Let me see how much you desire that I should not be lost, but that I would be saved, that I will come to you and receive salvation. Show me a revelation because I, I want to be a part of your kingdom. I want to be a part of the body of Christ. I don't want my soul to be lost. So let me see a revelation. Lord, please show me a revelation. He'll do it. He did it for me. I sure know he can do it for you. And he'll do it anywhere. You see, I wasn't in a church building when I had a revelation. I was at, I was at work just working, minding my own business. I, I was at work, but, but, the, but there was something that, there was this guy that was sitting in front of me, he was listening to a sermon. And I could hear a little bit, because it was just loud enough. Just, just, just loud enough. And to the point where I became curious. And I went over, I'm like, man, what are you listening to? He said, I'm, I'm listening to the sermon. And I stood there for a minute, and I listened. And I was like, okay, when you finish, can I, can I borrow it? He said, yeah, sure, sure, you can borrow it. He said, but this other guy, he borrowed it before you. So when he bring it back, uh, you can have it. I continued working. The same night, I got the, 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 the CD, and I started to listen. It was a T.D. Jake's sermon, and it was entitled, From the Cross to Pentecost. And I listened to that sermon that night. And in the midst of that sermon... I, I, I saw Jesus. I saw how much he loved me. I, I, I saw that his sacrifice was just for me. I saw how much he desired for me to be saved. And that revelation brought conviction to my heart. You see, there were some things that I was holding on to that I didn't want to let go. Even though I knew that they were no good for me. But I kept holding on because I didn't want to let go. 
But, but, but that night, when, when, when I had the revelation, I knew right there, right then, that letting go was not an issue no more. You see, at that moment, I let go. At that moment, I, I had no choice but to let go. It, it may sound crazy because we say, well, he's a God that has free will. You give us free will, but I, I tell you that is true. But there is something about the anointing of God. I, I, I used to hear people say that, you know, I can't help myself. How, what do you mean you can't help yourself? You have a, don't, there is a choice before you. What do you mean you can't help yourself? But I tell you, when I experience that anointing, I, I, I couldn't help myself. I, I finally realized what it means when you, they say you can't help yourself. You see, there was something on the inside. And it was making a change in my whole life, in my entire life, that something was Jesus. You see, oh, what a difference Jesus made. Oh, what a change when Jesus comes in. But he had to come in. He had to come in for us to experience that change. So he make you walk right. He make you talk right. He make you do things you never thought you could have done. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Nobody but Jesus. So that is why we need the revelation of Jesus, of who he is, of what he has done, of how much he loves us. Because without that, we can't have a, re re we can't have a relationship. We can't confess nothing. There won't be no change. We can't enter into the kingdom. Our works would be in vain. We can't really worship without the revelation of Christ. So there is authority, church. There is authority. But it is through the blood. Without going through the blood, you don't have no authority. You're just the, the enemy's pawn. It doesn't matter how well you sing. It doesn't matter how well you shout. It doesn't matter how, how much you're here every day. You never miss the service. It doesn't matter how you know how to look the part. It doesn't matter how much you can act the part. It doesn't matter. You have to know him. And if you don't know him, 
Get to know him. Get to know him. God bless you.